Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Come for the boys on three. One, two, three. Come for the boys. <laughs> I hope Troy leaves that in. <laughs> it's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You know what that means. Hello, welcome to another AEW review. My name is Jay, as always, joined by Big Tasty Ben Jackson. And Aaron, the stat, 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 man, stat clip. How are we, fellas? He's a stat man. I was trying to do that. And <laughs> I forgot to breathe before, so <laughs> it went to shit very quickly. Yeah, um, all the better for watching last night's Daniel. So it was a fucking river. It was a banger. It was like Bobby Dazzler. It was good. Yeah. How are you, Aaron? You alright, mate? Uh, all right. Um, just Twitter was a delight today. But I've, I've avoided it like Aaron, the Aaron, you've any new on Twitter, aren't you? It's, uh, it's, yeah. been that, it's, it's been that way for some time, mate. Don't worry about it. My, my Twitter <laughs> over the past few days has been very. <laughs> You're a pure soul. You haven't seen the things we've seen. He's not a pure soul. You haven't sat through a raw review with him properly. <laughs> the shit that comes out of his mouth during raw reviews. Um, he's the worst one of the lot of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've, I've actively avoided wrestling Twitter because whenever NXT and AEW both have a good show like this week, it's like 10 times fucking more nuclear than usual. Yeah, it was just because, like, so weirdly, I, I mean, I, 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 I get this. I woke up this morning and like, I just had this like stifling migraine, and I was like, oh, I don't want. To, I know, I know what's caused this. NXT was good, so now I can't enjoy myself all day. <laughs> you say as, as an AW mark, it, it causes me physical pain when NXT is good, um, so I have to talk shit about it so that I can yeah. convince my body that it was bad. Um, big, big tasty, as I say, you're saying this as you're wearing the fucking NXT shirt. Yes, shirts. I'm literally wearing a, I'm literally wearing a DIY shirt because I'm such an AW mark. Um, but no, I, I know Brian. I mean, I did. I, I didn't watch this week's NXT, but I know Brian Zane gave it. Um, he, he basically didn't pick a winner this week. He said they were both great. So <clears throat> they were both great. Um, and that's the thing, like. I, I just want this is just a little public service announcement. You can enjoy both. Like yeah. big, he's saying all this with his tongue and it's very fairly. Oh yeah, I mean I'm 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 as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm gonna watch it next to UK and have a great time. So, <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, it, it's 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 a good week to be a wrestling fan. I said the same thing on NXT. I'm gonna say the same thing here. Both yeah. shows are great. I don't if know you why, have an extra two hours. I don't know why you wouldn't just want there to be good wrestling if you like wrestling. I don't know why something always has to be shit. I know, I know we're conditioned uh, to fucking idiots, mate. Yeah, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't. Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about the good shit. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, before before we do, you can find us on and tell us what you thought about this week's episode of Dynamite or NXT or both. Uh, Untitled Rest Pod on Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod on Discord, and Untitled Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. But uh, leave the um, fanboys at the door. Eh? Let's all be uh, let's all be grown ups here. Yeah, I request funny gifts, please. Yeah, just gifts. I mean, if you want to put gifts, if you want to put gifts up of like funny gifts are fine. If you want to banter, is fine, but just don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Main funny. motto: just be cool, guys. We're all friends here. Um. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's get it, let's get into it. So it starts off with. I mean, Justin Roberts is still going on that somewhere, isn't he? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Ketamon Kyle's in the crowd. <laughs> Just a wee snigger in the background there. Ketamon Kyle. <laughs> Do you want to explain who that is for the people who might not know who it is, Aaron? Um, Everton t-shirt guy in NXT crowds. That's who he is. It's usually we his granny or he, mom. He, en- or... he enjoys both, and if Everton guy can be cool, then everyone else can as well. Exactly. Well, he's not cool, that's the issue. <laughs> He's a mark for himself. How dare he? Yeah, how dare he try and kiss Kip Sabian on the mouth? I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's Penelope's mouth. Um, how dare he? So, yeah, the match itself was very good. Um, 
Sorry, just, uh, this is Ray Phoenix versus Matt Jackson, by the way, in case. Yeah. Uh, the, obviously, the context for this is um, Phoenix, and Pac, a... Phoenix and Pac and the more contenders for the Bucks tag team titles. Uh, we got a lovely shot, a really cool shot of um, SCU in the crowd sort of studying the match. They mentioned sort of offhand that for some reason, SCU get the next title shot after whoever wins. Because apparently, if you want a title shot in AW, mm-hmm. all you have to do is threaten to break up and they give you one. So. Well, I mean, you said they were number one ranked, so I guess they were number yeah, one. Yeah, so it's probably for the ranking. Um, but yeah. Well, it's like the rankings, like, they get so many matches done on AEW Dark. That and AEW slowly, Dark Elevation. And AEW Dark <laughs> Elevation. That slowly builds up and builds up. And they go from unranked to number two, just like that. It should be like a points-based system. So like a win on Dark should be like one-tenth of a win on Dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you say that now, but when Bear Country managed to sneak the way up to number one, we won't be complaining. No, because wait until like Danny Limelight's fucking number one contender for Kenny. Speaking <laughs> of which, Bear Country wrestling on a dynamite. Next they week. Are, oh, I'm I'm having a good time. Um, yeah, so, um, I'm going out tonight just to celebrate. I'm staying out. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the match itself. There was a lot of stalemates early on. Uh, Phoenix used a lot of like cool like sort of like lucha moves to dodge out the way of stuff and um dodge Matt's like offense. Um Matt reverses a top rope Hurricane Runner at one point into a top rope sit out power bomb which was mental. Mm. Uh, he goes for another power bomb, Phoenix hits a Hurricane Runner and then Matt reverses that the Hurricane Runner reversal into a sharpshooter like I, I, I everyone kind of talks about how Nick Jackson's like the really Athletic, one of the young books, but Matt Jackson was busting out some good stuff in this match. That's true. I thought that sharpshooter was it, by the way, when he locked it in. I thought, see, when he dragged him back, I thought, oh shit, this is this is it. Um, it was interesting yeah. from a from a perspective here. Of obviously, there's not a lot of guys in AEW that Matt Jackson has to be the the less mobile of when he's wrestling. Mm. Like normally, when the books are wrestling anyone, they, they've got the advantage in terms of speed and, and, and agility. And obviously, Phoenix is not giving up speed to pretty much anyone in the world at this point. He's probably the, the most agile, quickest, um, and athletic wrestler on the planet right now. Yeah, I think I think if we ever get Phoenix versus Darby Allen, they're going to have to actually slow down the footage of the match. Yeah, look at slow down. It's it's like, a, just like a, some sort of temporal bubble over the ring to slow down time. Yeah, so you can actually see what's like going on. Wrestling underwater. Um, so yeah, if there's a bit where Phoenix accidentally baseball slides Nick, so Matt just literally rolls out the ring and super kicks pack. Um, again, the books like doing that thing where they kind of work themselves heel a little bit. Mm, yeah, I mean, you'd think it would make more sense to just turn pack and Phoenix back heel. Well, more about that later, yeah, but um, here we are. Um, but yeah, there was that really cool spot as well where, um, Matt hit the Canadian Destroyer in the ring and then he hit it on the outside as well. Yes. And um, Phoenix was like just absolutely dead. And Pac is like doing his, he's basically trying to be the entire home end of, of St. James's Park and one just screaming <laughs> in his face to him to get up, like slapping the mat right next to him. And he literally just I, like springs up at eight and just bails in the ring. I love that that came as well out of um, Phoenix missing the run and PK off on the top rope. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a really cool spot as well where like Matt um Matt flipped out of a German suplex, hit a super kick, dodged Phoenix, then trying to hit the hook kick and hit another super kick. And then Phoenix just kicked up and hit an Enzigiri, and then they both just like hit the deck. So yeah, really fast paced, really a lot of this like Phoenix really sold that he was like running on adrenaline and just yeah. like instinctive moves, um, which was really cool. Yeah, um there's a really cool bit as well right at the end where they were both kind of going for the same move. Like, they both went for a punch at the same time and blocked it. Both went for a super kick at the same time and ended up, like, hitting each other's shins. Um, they, sold, and, like, they sold that. They sold that. They could really hurt as well, which it probably yeah. did. I imagine it would have, yeah. Um, and then they eventually, like, eventually realised that a stalemate. So, Matt goes for a tombstone. Phoenix reverses it to a Phoenix driver and gets the win. That um, was horrible as well, that finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looked like he, he made it look I, pretty I good. I love the fact that he knees them just before he like sits out with it. Yeah, it's just, just like the added little insult for injury uh, after the match. There's like a bit of a stare down. Um, I was expecting Pat to just like murder Matt Jackson for super kicking him, and he was very reserved, like checking up on Phoenix, just like mouthing off. I was like, "What the hell's happened to you, Pat?" Oh, that match is going to be so good, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, 
but you can still be a face and be a bastard, just like these next two. Um, we then go to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, who are sat drinking whiskey in, in like a room that looks like it's, it's it looks like a was, VIP area. It, it was outside, wasn't it? Oh, it was inside. The hate, though. Yeah. All oh, right. I thought it was like, it's like, it I, was, like I thought that was like someone's garden, like a fire pit. It was like someone's I mean, like, uh, babies like having a Kristen and yeah, Kristen in. And then they go to like the lounge at the local bar that you have to like private rent out. <laughs> the <Yeah>. function room. <laughs> it's a bit of a swanky function room, like in a fucking social club, so, mate. Sorry, um, minus the flame coming off the table. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. one of them restaurants where you like cook your own steak in the middle of the table. <laughs> cool, it. <laughs> they just rented one out. Not, not that anything else, was it? You know, it's lockdown. So. I bet it was like Tony Khan's living room or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they explained like the bomb situation, and Eddie said it was more he blacked out due to anxiety, and then it was like, if you want, if you want to take the piss out of me, like you can't do, it. I don't give a shit. Like that's but, pretty cool. So in, I mean, Eddie Kings, we all know, is like the, the Greek god of promos, but in like thirty yeah. seconds, he manages to explain like the botch on Sunday and normalize talking about mental health. Yeah, which uh, is it's okay to begin with, but then later on in the show, they give you more excuses. Oh no, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all about it. Like I, I'm all for it. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, and then so they, um, they they basically throw some shade at Impact, saying that the yeah. Impact the Impact pay for it. Um, and then Moxley asks if um, when they were, when they bought all the gear, did it have Acme written on the side of the box? Which I thought was a nice little touch. I, I love as well when like the way these two were just bouncing off each other. Like um, Eddie Kingston said, Kenny thinks he's the Joker, and and Mox is like, Yeah, it was a joke with that bombing. No, no, I mean he thinks he's the Joker, and you're like Batman. And Mox is like, Oh. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got these guys. These guys just got really. I mean, we saw it in the feud, didn't we? They've got really good energy together. They've got really good like they they, they can bounce with each other really yeah. well. And obviously, it doesn't matter if they're I... on the same side or whether they're facing each other. They even reference like um that th- like, oh yeah talking about all that thing that happened last year and Eddie was like oh yeah it was just a world title it made me a bit crazy. Yeah, I I really want uh like buddy cop movie with Eddie uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Even though Eddie, Eddie Kingston like Cape hates cops, probably probably shoot hates cops as well. To be fair, he's Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if anyone didn't see the promo, he said the reason why he passed out was because um, he got flashbacks because obviously he knew something bad was about to happen. He got flashbacks to when he was younger and he was in prison. He was arrested in the police station, and the police the uh, police officer said he was going to send him to Rikers. Yeah, and <laughs> you know it was really traumatic. <laughs> I, I love Eddie Kingston. He's so good. He just he he, he I, I'm I'm fucking bald as hell. Eddie Kingston could sell me hairspray. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's he, he's, that, he's that good. He's that good. Um. So moving on, we then get to a uh, Cody versus Seth Gargas. Um, um, Seth Gargas trained by Gangrel. Yeah. Are, are they big, punishing? Big lad. Are they punishing Cody that they're not giving him his oh? At the start, that's, that's what he gets at derailing the ladder match. He doesn't yeah. get his, he, does, he doesn't get his all quiet. Bit. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like we'll keep Snoop Dogg, we'll keep your pyros. Next time, we'll take in Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's like he's walking past them and he presses the button for himself, and then they go, Nah, mate, nah, dang, so. <laughs> just, just turn that down. You're not having that. Maybe, maybe it was a malfunction. Did he get his, did he get his pyro as well? You got pyro, yeah. He got his pyro, yeah. All right. Of course he got his um, <laughs> maybe, maybe the bomb on Sunday took out the choir instead of uh, Moxley. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so Cody hits a run and power slam and a figure four to win immediately. Yeah, um, when we say immediately, it's like a 25-second match. Yeah. Um, if, um, if, if you didn't know, if it helps in any way... Seth Gargas was trained under Gangrel. I mean, I've always said that, mate. Don't worry. He's, he's always said that, but... Oh, sorry. I, I was too busy. <laughs> <laughing there. laughs> you were too, too, too busy oh. uh, trying to pop the boys, weren't you, mate? Wait, did, uh, you, did you just have the, like, quiet bit in your head, just playing? Think, think, <laughs> think we haven't got to the main song yet. So, yeah, no. Oh, um, yeah. I, I mean, um, it's good. I mean, obviously, we didn't really see anything of Seth Gargas. Apparently, he's had two matches on Dark and lost them both um, as part of tag teams. This is his day. I mean, he looked... He looked, he looked good. He looked, he looked all right. I mean, he didn't do anything. Yeah, but big he, guy. His, his look was cool. Um, yeah. 
Well, Cody took a loss on Sunday, so he has to get an easy win back to make him yeah. win. I mean, it was just this was just this was just a, a quick. It was just a reason to have Cody in the ring, really, wasn't it? So that this could happen. Yeah. Um. It, it was. It was a bit. It was fitting that they were talking about Cody. Uh, Cody having an injured shoulder, and then he got a guy bigger than himself than him up on his shoulder and hit a running power slam. You know, <laughs> fitting in a bit of the bit of the Charlotte Flair effect there, Cody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after the match, um, Shivani comes to the ring. He goes to ask about Cody's shoulder, and before before Cody can even answer, Pentagon, who's on Spanish announce table, just like gets up, looking to fly as oh a my god, we need to talk about how dope Pentagon looks in, in a maroon, <laughs> in a maroon crushed velvet suit, and he's got like a with gold a mask on, and a chain, and his mask, and a, still his face paint as well. Yeah, he's fucking round today. <laughs> And he, he basically just like starts like shouting at Cody in Spanish. Gets Alex Abrahantes. Who well, he, he basically he, so he, he starts to cut a promo. He basically uses all of the English words that he knows, and then gets Alex Abrahantes yeah. to translate everything else. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love the fact as well. He was saying stuff to Alex, and Alex was like giggling to himself, <laughs> and then saying, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he, he says um, something, and then Al, Alex Abrahantes would be like. Well, Penta says, and then like, we'd go, I want a segment on BT now, which is just Penta says, where it's just Pentagon like doing I, something like cooking, like screaming his head off, and like Alex Abrahant is just really cool. He goes translating it. <laughs> just breaking someone's arm because he took his parking space. And Alex is like, Pentagon says, don't steal his parking space. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Penta says, if Cody is the prince of pro wrestling, he's the lord of Lucha Libre. I love that line. Um, and he's saying he's better than Cody. He's going to hurt his arm. Um, so bad that it that uh, he won't be able to hold his new his newborn daughter and Cody then snaps and runs into the crowd and they have a big fight in the crowd. It's great. Um and then it's announced announced later in the night we're getting Cody versus Pentagon next week, which should be awesome. So presumably Penta breaks his arm and that writes Cody off TV for a bit. Well yeah, because I mean Brandy looks like she's about to pop any day, you know. So if Cody if Cody's going on pater- if Cody's going on paternity. Has she been? She hasn't been pregnant for nine months yet, surely. That'd be nine months, no, it? No, no, no. But then you think they they've announced it late, quite late. Like she's. Did they though? Because she. Did there there like was a picture they had out the other day, and she looked like she had like. She she looked like she wasn't far off. I mean, they they could just. He could just as well, seeing as Cody's injured anyway, just write him off early so he can just have yeah, a chance to recover. Yeah, there's probably, not, probably not, not enough time for him to do like a big angle and then get it finished in time. So maybe it's safe to just take him off for like six months and then bring him back or whatever. I don't know. Or just take him out of like wrestling. It, it might as well like get rid of some of the Cody fatigue that I know I've certainly got. And I think he, I think he is legit injured, isn't he? Like those that, that rotate. Yeah, cuff, he's, he's legitimately um, injured the shoulder. Like he's going to be taking time off anyway. This is a good way. I've, I've pens a break Cody's arm, right? Cody off for like three or four months and then have him come back and like we can have Pence and Cody have a proper feud. Yeah. I've pens just pack his pile, drive Cody off the stage or something like that. would be awesome. Um, but yeah, um, Pence just he, even even in Spanish, he, it felt like he owned the fuck out of Cody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when he, he was like, even if, even, if can't, went, even, even if he doesn't speak Spanish, you can't understand what he's saying. He cuts an incredible program. Like, it's, it's, it's like, his just delivery is so he? yeah, his delivery is so good, and it it, make, it it reminds me of um back in like season one Lucha Underground when he was calling out Dario Cueto. Yeah, and we all so know I, that. We well, know I loved the bit where he went. Um, yeah, I loved the bit where he went. Um, American Nightmare. I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's probably better than the alternative of teaching him English. Um. <laughs> It'd be harder to understand then than he would yeah. now with like a, a sort of amalgam of a Mexican and Geordie accent trying to speak English. <laughs> um, so after after this, uh, Chuck and Orange Cassidy are hanging out on an arcade. Um, they challenge Kip and Miro. Um, to this a, this is know. the same arcade that they did um, AEW Games 2 point showing last time. Oh, is it? Yeah, there was a bit on PT, wasn't there? Like, after, the, after they shot it, the two owners both challenged Kenny to a game of Street Fighter and he barred them. Yeah, ah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they challenge her. Excuse me. They, they challenge Kevin Miro to a rematch. Um, Chuck says if they win, he'll permanently become Miro's butler. But there's going to be arcade machines around the ringside area that they're going to slam 
the heads in three. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I reckon it could be good because I was, I didn't have high hopes for the, um, not didn't have high hopes, but I wasn't overly excited for the parking lot brawl and that become one of my favorite matches of the year. So, I've yeah, got, I mean, if they do it as like a pre tape thing, I think it could be fun. Yeah, I, I, if they do like an actual street fight in an arcade, I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah. If they do a lumberjack match where the lumberjacks replace the arcade machines, it might be a bit <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, at least they're trying something different, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if this is what it takes to end this feud, then <laughs> fucking hell, let's just do it. Yeah. Um. So after this, we got Sting comes out. Um, uh, Tony Schiavone and- continues on his terrible track record tonight of trying to interview. Yeah. Um, he really does. Uh, yeah, so I was just thinking when I was watching this, man, I love it, WCW. Um, just the stinger telling all the fans at home about his friend Darby Allen. Um, it, it, literally, I can't I can't hear Sting talk like he's, he's talked in this promo without thinking of Shockmaster now. The Shockmaster. Yeah, for a shock, it's the Shockmaster. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who came out though. It wasn't the Shockmaster. It wasn't the Shockmaster who came out. It was another one of Sting's um, former rivals, Jake the Snake Roberts, with Lance Archer. Um, Archer's complaining that they're not giving us giving them time, but we'll take it. Um, and then uh, Tony's like, "Oh, but it's Sting's time." And then Archer goes. Okay, I see what this is. Looks like we're getting Lance Archer versus Sting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean, mind that. It's, it's just still seeing the singles match, like a normal one, isn't it? Do we want to see that? Really? Do, do it as a cinematic and take them back to like that fucking compound yeah. that Archer was like... Go back, to, go back to that like backyard where Archer was killing all those guys in that ring. Yeah. Ah, Darby Allen's back garden. Yeah. Where, J- um, where Jake was like sat in the sat in the uh, rocking chair smoking and like drinking whiskey. <laughs> no, just give me that. Just give me that. We're, we're like yeah. a, we're like a fire pit um, in front of him. Um, yeah, it could it could be good. Could be could be okay. All depends, really. I mean, as long as Archie goes over, obviously that's the only. Uh, Sting's had his Sting's won his first few. He's had his, he's had his big moments. He can he can put people over now. Absolutely, absolutely. Um so yeah, after after that we then get um Cutie Marshall backstage talking about Lee Johnson and um he, he he very crucially dodges the question about him leaving um leaving uh what's his name? Dustin. Well, he just apologizes and he said that he was you know he's only human and his emotions got the better of him and then just sort of drops it there. It's like yeah. Yeah. And it's like tonight's about Lee. Um big shotty. Big shotty Lee, and that leads us to Lee Johnson versus All Ego Ethan Page. Now, um, I I didn't have any audio problems with this. No, I apparently, guys didn't. no, apparently on the Eastern Coast East Coast broadcast in the, in the states, um, there was basketball commentary playing over it, like on like some sort of sound effects. Yeah, wow. they've actually someone, someone at TV actually... the wrong switch, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Kevin Dunn's in ten TMT. Um, TNT even, uh, yeah. So basically, this match was more or less a squash match. Um, Page I mean, it, 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 went a, it went a fair way. Yeah, but it, it was still pretty much a squash match. Um, so like Page is cutting a promo before saying he's angry. He's got to give up the spotlight to a thirty-three percent of his spotlight. He said not to, only to Lee Johnson but also to QT Marshall. Yeah. Um, Early on, he controls Lee Johnson, uses his speed to kind of try and bewilder Ethan Page. Ethan Page just uh, just too too much for him. Uh, the fight to the outside, he hits a butterfly backbreaker off the railing, um, similar to the one that Emmy Sakura did in the yeah. uh, women's tournament. Very cool move. Um, and then, uh, essentially, for most of the match... Johnson is getting his ribs and back worked over by Page. Um, he hits a really nice blue thunderbomb on Page at one point and then goes for a top rope superplex, but 
Paige reverse it into just a body slam off the top rope, because why not? And then does a roll and cut it through the ropes into the ring. Um, there's a bit where Johnson kind of like lands weirdly on his knee as he's going to dodge a move. Yeah. And like the ref tries to stop, like stop the match to check on him. Um, Paige just pump kicks him. And then Lee, uh, Lee Johnson rolls off the ring and he's like trying to get QT to like help him up. QT is just like glaring at him, like with disgust and just, just staring at him. Um, Paige gets out, he rolls Shotty Lee back in the ring and then he has like a little a weird like little exchange with QT where he like looks at him okay. and realizes QT is not going to do anything about it. So goes in, hits the ego's edge to win, um, which looks 10 times better than Hernandez has done the big tasty. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, didn't realize you yawned. There. Absolutely, no, no. It, um, this match, I think Ethan Page just flat out looked great in this match. Anyway, um, yeah, they really made him out to be like ruthless and sort of, you know, he's got that, he's got that like sort of determined stick and ruthless edge to him, which is really nice. And you know, he was doing everything it took to win. And Paulie Johnson, I mean, Lee Johnson did, did okay. He got a few moves and he looked all right. He got to show some of his stuff off. But yeah, this was just. Giving us a reason to to fear Ethan Page really this match, wasn't it? So, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, because because he's a horrible heel. Afterwards, um, Page carried on with a little bit of a beatdown on Johnson, and uh, Dustin ran out to make the save, and Cutie Marsh just fucks off. He's just like, fuck it, not having it. Oh, yeah. it's the rivalry we've always wanted, Dustin and Cutie Marshall. I'm actually really into this. Um, this heel Keaton Marshall character though I think he's, he's playing it really well I think I, I, I buy him as like a bit of a self-absorbed dickhead well it'll be a case of like oh all these big names are just taking the spotlight from me these yeah. people that I work with yeah I mean this, this is probably a reason why Keaton Marshall's not in the spotlight though, to be honest yeah for being... <laughs> yeah um, so someone who is in the spotlight though is Hangman Page uh, Alex Marvis <laughs> I love this. Alex Marvez is stood there saying, I'm here to find out how Hangman Page has spent all his money. And you just see Hangman driving in the background with his shirt open on a fucking hovercraft lawnmower <laughs> with a whiskey in his hand. Um, it was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> he conducts the interview from the hovercraft, the hovercraft as well. And he says, I got myself six bottles of whiskey, a new lawnmower. And donated the rest to a kids' charity. Oh, he bought um, the entire collection of, I can't remember the guy's name, some country star. Uh, he bought his entire yeah. vinyl collection. Dwight something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then the Dark Order come in and they like, like, the room for some more. And they all jump on, except five, who isn't allowed because of the weight limit. And then they go, <laughs> they go to get ice cream as they drive away. It almost flips. And Colt just <laughs> falls off the back of it. <laughs> you just see Colt and Stu just jump off it. Um, <laughs> I lo- I love this. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Um, the pitch, the picture that tw- that Evil Uno tweeted out as well after Dynamite. Yeah, the more stuff on it was fantastic. Um, more of this, please. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, obviously, as we also learned from BTA, um, the Dark Order bought a load of things for Hangman using his money. Uh, we were using his credit card because they knew he had the money, and then he turned out that he'd give all the money away, so he's actually now in debt. Yeah, <laughs> but clearly on on him, Dynamite, he seems to have got most of those returns sorted out. How did he give all the coke like, back? That's well, I don't think he would have given all the coke back. I think Ten probably dealt with that for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, after this, uh, Shivani attempts to introduce Christian Cage, but third time, the, third time to charm Earth. This is definitely going to work. <laughs> Got to be before he can though. Uh, Omega's clean has come out. And um, they're followed by Kenny, excuse me, Kenny, Don Callis, and the Good Brothers. Um, Callis says they're talking this time for the, uh, taking this time for themselves. Um, and he calls Kenny the king of the death match. He says everything went according to plan. And Kenny's there. Uh, and Kenny says not everything. And then Callis says we'll neither confirm or deny they had anything to do with it. And they took away, for, they took it away from the fans because that's that's what they wanted to see. Um, Kenny basically starts chatting shit about Eddie Kingston, and then you know, Eddie um, Don talks about how it's a win-win as well. So he said, like, if the ring exploded, it would have killed Moxie, and it would have been great. But the ring yeah. didn't explode, and then Moxie looks like an idiot, so it embarrasses him, and that's also a win for them. So, yeah, um, 
Yes. Yeah, so, they're, they're uh, talking about how Kingston looked like an idiot and how Kingston like, embarrassed himself in the middle of the ring. He passed out. And as, yeah, as they're doing that, with no music, Kingston's just sort of like ghosting, ghosting down to the ring like the, like the ghost of Christmas future. Uh, coming to give him some bad news. Yeah. Um, so, Kenny, uh, again, like Kenny gets in Kingston's face, Callus brings up fire at Eddie Kingston from Impact. And Kingston always finds a way to screw it up when he's like about to be a star. And he says that Kingston's outgunned and he's going to give him 10 seconds to get out the ring. And then they start the timer. Kenny gets Don to 69 and for some reason. Um, right. Kenny Omega shouting Don 69 me is not something I wanted until I heard it. No, that, that's PG. That's not PG, sorry. It's TV 14, um, mate. It's fun. Yeah, it's TV 14. And then Don does it as well. Don just jumps on Kenny. Like, yeah. North to South, as they call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks a lot. Son's crying. <laughs> so yeah, um Kenny then Kingston doesn't get out the ring and then Kenny gets gets in Kingston's face and is like, You you don't have the balls to do anything to me. Kingston just kind of shrugs and just decks Kenny <laughs> and Kenny sells it like he's been one bombed. Oh Kenny, um, Kenny Kenny goes down like he's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the good the good brothers start beating up uh, Eddie. Mox makes the save and Eddie and Mox end up rolling through through the crowd, the Good Brothers. Christian Cage's music hits and then he enters. Um with no urgency at all. Just just strolls to the ring. Sees sees Kenny Omega's dead in the ring. <laughs> Points, smirks out on this, slowly walks in. Yeah. Um Kenny and Christian have a stare down. Um Kenny extends his hand and Christian refuses to shake it. Kenny then goes for a punch. Christian dodges, goes for the kill switch. And just before he hits it, Carlos pulls uh, Omega out the ring. And then Cage picks up the AEW title and looks at it and then sort of gives us a bit of an indication of what we're getting. Um, yeah. That'll be a good match. I just hope that yeah, of all the, the whole shuffle of this and like Christian um, coming in and doing... And you know, obviously Christian is going to come in and get a title shot at some point. I just hope the, the fallout of all this isn't like Eddie doesn't get have a match against Kenny. I really hope they give Eddie a title I, match. I, I get the impression that they're building up like blood and guts for some a few things here, like maybe multiple matches. Yeah, because there's something that happened later in the show which we'll get to, which is definitely blood and guts. And then there's also the possibility that he could do something with like Kenny and the Good Brothers and um, and even like Hardy and, and even like Hardy and the Dark Order. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts at the moment that they could do, potentially a, a whole show around to get the use out of it. Oh, uh, um, sorry. Something I forgot to mention about that, that previous promo. Obviously, first of all, it was credit. I thought the, the heel work on commentary on Callus was great. Yeah. He was like the smarmiest bastard. It was it was wonderful. A uh, little detail <laughs> that I really liked is during Kenny's entrance when the pyro went off, he sort of like feigned shock. He like sort of clutched his chest. Yeah. <laughs> which was which is a really nice little touch. Um yeah, great great. At least I mean, those pyros were there, Kenny. Great um great job by by all the guys at AW to, to sort of to turn this obvious obvious embarrassment into into something of a storyline, which I think is yeah. making the best out of the situation, which is always good. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit cringy at first they were trying to turn it into a storyline, but I feel like from watching the way they've executed it, I feel like it was quite a good it was the best way they could have done it. Yeah, because all you have to do is just put Eddie Kings down. It's like, King got and save that, mate. And you're going, all right, son, done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then now we've got like a lot of potential, as I say, potential feuds for not only Kenny, but yeah, all the guys like, involved. In just from this one segment, we've got a nice little refresh to the main event scene. If, if Kingston and Christian are sort of the next two guys in the mix, that's great. It freshens that up completely. Uh, we know Kenny's going to have uh, a title be title match on Impact against either Rich Swan or Moose. So that's pretty cool. So he could be bringing the Impact title to um, AEW as well in the near future. So yeah, it's 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 cool. It's exciting. Definitely very interesting. Um, speaking of crossovers after this, we get... Um, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Maki Ito versus Hikaru. Oh, Rio, oh. Mizunami, and Thunder Rose. You all right, Aaron? I love this so much. Yeah. It was brilliant, wasn't it? This was my favourite match of the night. Just just throw that out there. More, more, more so, excuse me, more so just because it's upset Jim Cornette. <laughs> so the, the highlight of the match before the match even started is, so Britt Baker comes out first and Nyla Rose 
Then Makito makes her, her entrance. As she comes out, the faces rush the ring and there's a, a fight breaks out. They cut the music and Makito just keeps singing her entrance all the way through to the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's commitment, that. Hey. She's just <laughs> so into it. Uh, and then she, she runs, and then as, as, she, as, she, as, she, well, as she finishes, uh, she walks onto the ring, and she had just been thrown out of the ring, so she just sort of like, kicks Sheeta a bit, and then throws her in the ring and stuff. Uh, she bops her in the head with a mic. Yeah, she, just, yeah. she just bopped her <laughs> on the head with the mic. She didn't like try and hurt her, right? And she went, boop! <laughs> and then started fighting with her. <laughs> and yeah, I could, I could feel um, I could feel Jim Connett's piss boiling from where I was sat. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's spinning in his grave. He's not even in yet. Um, so... Yeah, Na- Nyla and uh, Rosa um, fight and like fight for most of this match. Uh, Vicky distracts her and the heels kind of like I- isolate Rosa. Um, Sheeta at one point hangs Britt across the rope and then suplexes Rio onto, which is pretty cool. Um, Rosa dives onto everybody. Um, but it's Vicky called, They call it a Cancun tornado. I'm pretty sure Excalibur's just in like making up move names at this yeah. point. Make up a name there. Well, she doesn't call it that with Phoenix, does it? When he hit when the Kokeshi gets hit earlier on in the match as well, um obviously Excalibur does as usual and shows Kokeshi. GR goes, I bet you have no problem ordering Asian for food Excalibur. He refers to it so he said Excalibur's every guy you'd want to have with you at an Asian diner. Does JR know anything about where you order Asian food? Not everything and, comes. Not everything comes. Not every culture has diners, Jr. Not everything comes from a diner. You don't go to an Indian like, diner to get a curry. Like Jr. White, think about what you're gonna say before you say it, mate. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on, Jim. Play the game. Oh, oh, no, the thing I really love about this match, uh, apart from the action, which was hilarious and brilliant, um, there were so many little story beats that they, they, they pulled at. So you had like you had all the different pairings. So you had at the start of the match, you had um, Ryuma's and Army and Makito in the ring together. Obviously, they fought in the first round, and there was a moment where like Maki was in the corner, like in the t- against the turnbuckle, and she was like about to like like get up, and then Ryu as she came in, she kind of smirked as if to say, "Oh, you know what's coming." Like threw her back in the corner and started chopping her, like like they did in the first match. Then you had like. Obviously, um, Rio and Nyla met in the final of the women's tournament, so they've got a little bit of history there. You've got Britain Thunder Rosa, the, you know, you've got, and it was just there were so many little little like threads that they sort of pulled at all throughout the match, like different pairings that all had that had some sort of meaning. Like obviously, Nyla and Sheeta have had this history in these two epic matches for the for the title, and it, it was great for it all to come together, and and it sort of told a really good, entertaining story throughout the match. Ooh, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so uh, Vicky grabs Rose's leg after she hits the dive, and Ito then hits a gorgeous looking air tornado DDT. Um, just like floated around there, it was awesome. Yeah, um, it looked bang on. Love and it. then uh, Rosa does an actual murder on Maki Ito. Oh god! Um, it's oh, a good Jesus job. She, it's a good job she bought that surgery and got a really hard head. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Thunder Rosa dropped her right on top of the fucker um, with a Thunder Driver to win. Um, after the match, um, Britt hits Rosa with the crutch and then applies the lockjaw onto Rosa as like rebels, like just hitting Rosa with the crutch. And, like also grinding it across her face. Yeah, she like sort of like wrenching like a cross face across her face. Vicky Guerrero's just punching her knee. There was a really there was a really cool moment in the match as well where um Nyla took Nyla took Rosa to the ground and she got her arm and like went to wrap it around the ring post. And as you wrapped it around the ring post, you just had um, Rebel and Vicky just screaming in Rose's face at the same time. Yeah, and Rebel, Rebel and Vicky then laughing as well. Yeah, they just cackling like themselves. Laughing. It was fucking amazing. Um, Can yeah. I just say, I loved when, and it's not even a wrestling thing, well, it is because we're doing a wrestling podcast. Uh, Thunder Rosa, when she first comes in the match, right? There's an ACDC Thunder chant, like Thunderstruck chant. Maki was just casually dancing to it at the side, just on the apron, <laughs> giving it a jig. <laughs> Maki is always just happy to be there, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> fucking made up, she was there. And because oh. of it, I was made up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I just, I, I really enjoyed the whole, like, as well, continuing singing on the ramp. Like, I was in stitches watching that. Like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it it looks like they, they definitely alluded to it that um, maybe Britt, Nyla, Vicky, and Reba are now like a bit of a faction. 
Um, yeah. Um, I loved uh, Vicky's t-shirt as well, which was, it was the vicious fixings t-shirt, and it was just a picture of her and Nyla in bikinis, like, on the front. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't even um, know it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I'm, I'm all for this. There's like this, like sort of heel nucleus. That's like sort of because this is this goes all the way back to when um, they were beating up Brandy, wasn't it? They had this kind of um, like group, and obviously Jade was involved. Yeah, so it was like know. them and Jade. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to see that sort of like carry on, which is cool. AEW did a lot of this tonight. We'll, we'll talk about it more in a little bit, like pulling little reaching back to the to the recent past and sort of pulling things into the into the, the middle, you know. Yeah. Um, so. After this, we get um, the private party trying to console Matt. Matt said he signed a new unit to help deal with the Dark Order. And as, as, does, and Matt have, does Matt have grapes with him here as well? He does. They keep bringing up the whole video when he had like that melt that meltdown. He was just like, "I really like grapes." Obviously, and if you haven't seen video, there was um, yeah, after the after Revolution, um, private party went to his hotel room and he was just there with a big bag of grapes, eating them one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> His best, the best. Yeah, he, he, just, he just held a grape and see this grape. And they looked at it and he put it in his mouth. You know, now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, he introduces the butcher and the blade and the bunny as like his new sort of unit. Um, so, this is, is weird. This, well, this is interesting because I thought, like, well, now Kingston's turned heel. Does that mean the butcher and the blade have turned face? Sorry, does that mean the butcher and the blade have turned face as well? No, they haven't. They've just gone off to it. They've just mercenaries. They've just gone off somewhere else. It, it does kind of stick with the gimmick that the mercenaries, to be fair. Yeah, yeah they've just been bought out, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. They, just, just, they, they need to be heels, don't they? So it's just like they can't be faced yeah. with Kingston, so they need to just get them somewhere else, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and he says they're going to destroy the Dark Order. Uh, oh, then we get Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. In the match that obviously, obviously Scorpio and the shot at Revolution in the brass ring ladder match. Face finish. of the Revolution. This is his bonus round. This is for the Chaos Emeralds, mate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so what he's got to do is he's got to keep going forward and turn all the little things a different colour, but if he goes back on himself, it's game over. You know, you can't, like, it's like Snake. You can't go back and hit your own tail. It's a Sonic, yeah, um, it's a Sonic 2 reference for you there, I think. Was, mate. It was. Um, <laughs> again, uh, lots of, like, sort of different different take on a derby match like it was similar to the Janela one where there was a lot more like mat wrestling yeah. involved in a lot more technical wrestling um, which is good to see from derby because like it does kind of show so everyone that you know, just the glorified stuntman there was some um, incredible stuff yeah. on this in this match as well like some really good shit from Scorpio yeah uh, JR pretty early on in the match Derby's quicker than a hiccup as one might say as you might say, Joe. As you might say. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Yeah, towards the end of the match, oh, that's what yeah. it was sort of mid, mid to mid to end of the match. Um, there was that really cool spot where Darby went for a suicide dive, and Scorpio just caught him with a cutter as he came through the ropes. Yeah, that was brilliant. Which was um, insane. And then a couple of minutes later, uh, Darby went for a coffin drop, and Scorpio just got under him and hit him, turned into a powerbomb. Yeah, also yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, so like there, there was a bit earlier on as well where um, Darby tried to like do a flip over Sky, like he does get like to get back in the ring, and he kind of like landed awkwardly on his ankle, and then that was kind of like the target for Sky. Yeah, um, but he was also working over the back, like he, he back break them a lot, did like a lot of holds in corporate uh, that as that, well. That one specific backbreaker though, <laughs> selling it like the a. One- <laughs> the one where he start where he started like bending him around his knee after it. Yeah, like he just hit the knee. The Scorpio Sky's hands were in the air. Darby hits his knee and he just curls like a what's it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's mental. Yeah. Um. Th- there's a bit as well where like, um, Sky just like knocks Darby down with like a right hand, and like Darby goes down like he's been KO'd. Um, and then as Sky's like about to hit another, Darby manages to reverse that into like an over an over the top stunner, and then a code red. Um, at one point, Sky just puts his foot through Darby's face, and hits like triple GM, the last one going right into the uh, corner. And then after like the stuff you were saying about with the cotton drop to the power bomb, uh, Sky thinks he's got it in the bag. He goes for um, 
he goes for the TKO and uh, Derby reverses it into a small package to win. Um, we all, during the match as well, we also got like a suicide dive that got reversed into a cutter. Did Tasty said that before me? Oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> you need to get yourself to bed, oh. mate. Come, come, come on, mate. You're, you're better than this. <laughs> Um, so, so, I mean, it, was a, it was a great match, like really good, really, <laughs> really good wrestling. Like two, two really good performances from from Sky and Derby. Um, and yeah, I think it was a worthy, a worthy title match. To be fair, yeah, it was really good. Um, after the match, Sky's kind of sat there dejected, and Derby kind of like puts his hand on his shoulder as say "good job." Sky looks at him disgusted and locks in a heel hook, and then. You kind of like the way he sold this afterwards, awesome. Like, he kind of looks at his hand like in shock, but he's just like done it. Like, it takes like about six reps to get him off Derby. Um, and he, he looks at his hand, hands in shock and then kind of starts grinning. Yeah, it's, it's, worth, it's, it's worth noting that at the start of the match as well, um, they did like a little fist bump right at the start. So, Derby offered a fist bump and like Sky took it and like this sort of like a little respect thing. And obviously, at the end of the match, it's a totally different ball game, you know. Sky is in full psycho. He's full heel, isn't he? He's, he's just... Uh... Yeah, he's full heel, man. Yeah. And they, they made a rip. I, did, I didn't notice this at first. It was only when I watched it back before. Um, they, they actually made a reference to the fact that Sky would let through the heel tunnel. Yeah. On commentary. So he, goes, he came out of the face says, tunnel, but he left out of the heel tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Tony says, oh, he, he's gone up the tunnel that all the bad guys come out of. Um. And then they also made a reference in this next segment as well, which was the closing segment of the show, uh, which I thought was weirdly placed, but I also yeah. felt that something big must have been happening. So I forgot. So when we got to like past the women's match, I was like, well, what's the main event? It's like, oh, it must it, be the um, it must be the title match. Obviously, it's TNT title match. Still had that main event. And then that came out next. And I was like, oh, something's going down in this. Um... I, I thought the TNT title match was like going to go like half an hour because they'd like, Give well, yeah, that's the like, first. Oh, I thought, like, how long's cool. left? It's like, oh no, it's only like twenty minutes into the second hour. Like something's happening here, and then it's like, oh shit, yeah, it must be something big going down on this war council. Yeah, um, and something very big did go down. So Jericho says it's time for a new outlook, um, and maybe they need to add a new member. MJF says they need to lose a member, and before he can kind of elaborate, uh, Sammy Guevara comes out. He's back. out of the face tunnel. Out of the face tunnel, which JR references after realizing that thing. <laughs> he was like, Look, he come out of the good guy tunnel. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Jericho's like just berating Sammy, saying he doesn't even want to know his name anymore. And Sammy's like, Chris, I've got something for you to watch, just watch. And then it, it's kind of like shown that Sammy's setting up, um, setting up a, a hidden camera in the inner circle dressing room. And then MJ, MJF, Proud and Powerful, and Hager all come in, and um, it's revealed they've been conspiring to like basically kick Jericho out of the group. Um, so uh, after all it, uh, as this is kind of getting set up as well, they, they did a really cool thing where Hager, MJF, and Proud and Powerful were one side of the ring, and Jericho was the other, and Jericho was like the only person who didn't realize what was going on. Um, a bit like the Festival of Friendship. Um, and then MJF says, "Yeah, you, you're basically out the group, getting boys." And like as proud and powerful, sort of closing in on Jericho, they all they all align with Jericho and turn around, and look at MJF, and MJF kind of realizes, and Jericho's like, "Yeah, we we've seen all the stuff you've been doing. We watched the show, Max." Do you know um, I think fuck every day? <laughs> And Jericho fires MJF from the inner circle. Interestingly, though, and you have to mention Wardlow is not out here at this point. It's just MJF by himself. Yeah. Um, inner circle surround MJF in the corner. And MJF's like crying, begging for mercy. He's like on his he's on the he's on the floor, like in the turnbuckle, like on his on his ass, just like making himself as small as possible. And they're all laughing at him for crying. And then he's he, he kind of like he's whimpering and he sort of like this. His tone shifts mid-sentence. Before he does does that, you sort of, without giving it away, you sort of get the feeling that he's like stalling for time almost. 
Yeah, he's, he's just he's just um, talking. He's not saying it. He's just he's just he's just like talking yeah. shit. He's running his mouth. He's just like trying to. He's like, oh no, don't do it. Don't please, please don't do it. Don't do it. No, no, please, please. You know, he's just like you got to hang on. He's he's not he, he's 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 filibustering here. He's, he's something something's gonna happen. Yeah, and then he says, "I didn't want to take over the inner circle. I was too busy making my own. The lights go out. Holy shit, boys! Um, I I lost my fucking mind. I, like." <laughs> three in the morning when this was happening. <laughs> um, I, I shot up out my chair, like, what's going on? Um, lights come back up, Wardlow, Spears, FTR and Tully are behind the inner circle, um, and they just beat the shit out of the inner circle. Uh, Spears curb stomps Sammy into a chair in the corner. Yeah, FTR, Dax, Dax um, hits Hager with a beer bottle. Yeah, F- FTR handcuff uh, Proud and Powerful and Spike Pile driving them both. Um MJF hits Jericho with the dynamite diamond and then Jericho's bleeding and then Tully hands MJF the bat. There's, MJF. That, oh, there's, that, there's an awesome shot where like Jericho's just like bleeding and he's on the floor and like the bat floyd's in the corner and Jericho just starts crawling towards it. And is it Tully who just like stands on his foot? Yeah. And then like Pat picks up the bat and gives it to MJF. And then MJF yeah. just wails on him with it. Uh, and then just as the final like Exclamation point! Wardlow and Jackknife power bombs Jericho oh, no, no. off the stage through let's, tables. Let's be, let's be fair. They carry, they literally by hands and feet carry Jericho's yeah. unconscious body out of the ring and up onto. The, he is fucking done. He's already out of it. He's like a corpse. Yeah. They carry, they literally find him to like you know stretch a carry him out of the ring, uh, take him onto the stage, put him onto Wardlow's. Wardlow looks like a fucking monster here as well. Jesus Christ! He yeah. looks like the Incredible Hulk. It's ridiculous. Exactly, Wardlow. Um, he puts, yeah, Wardlow gives him a stiff looking power bomb through. I mean, it's a table with like a crash mat under it, so it looks, you know, perfectly safe. But <laughs> did you see though a roller tape bounced up and hit Jericho in the face? <laughs> yeah, Jer- Jericho, gets, Jericho gets power bombed off the stage through a table. Um, the table, yeah, the table had like shit on as well, like bottles of water and all sorts of things, whatever. So, yeah, um, and yeah, MJF reveals that he's the leader of the new, the new horseman. Whatever they're gonna call themselves, but it's like it's got to be it's got to be the rev- the revolution, hasn't it? Or the, no, revelation, the revelation. Well, where do where do the four horses yeah. show from the Bible and the Book of Revelations? Um. um so this is so. This, what is I, interesting? Go on. Is looking back and seeing where they kind of sprinkled little bits. Yeah, I was about to say this. Like yeah. So as far back as like the first Daily's Place show. When they had MJF and Spears having a bot sharing a bottle of wine at ringside, making bets on the matches. Yep. And at the time, it just felt like it was a funny bit. Yeah. And now it's like, well, actually, this is like the beginning. And then flash forward to when Moxie was uh, when MJF and Moxie were doing the contract signing. Uh, MJF was cutting his promo, Moxie running down, saying like, <clears throat> when he grew up idolizing guys like Zandig and Sandman. Um, MJF grew up idolizing guys like Tully Blanchard. Yeah. There you go. Um, I, I imagine there's fucking loads more. Like, th- this is the kind of thing. It's like the it's like the end of the usual suspects, where like the big <laughs> reveal. Um, MJF is Kaiser Sose. Um, and yeah, it, the, it, the, it, the cups were all made by like FTR manufacturing or something when you lift them. <laughs> MJF bought FTR the uh, the cup the the truck. But to see him, um, they, they actually referred to Sean Spears as the chairman again, and obviously he beat the shit out of Sammy with a chair, which was quite nice. Um, so if he's going back to that sort of more ruthless persona, that'd be quite cool. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm assuming looking at this that MGF's going to be like Flair, um, and then Wardlow's going to be like Arn Anderson, FDR. Well, well, FDR are going to be the Anderson brothers. Who's going to be Tully? Sean Spears is going to be Tully, and Tully's going to be JJ Dillon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then Wardlow's going to be like what but Barry Windham was. Who's J.J. Dillon going to be then? Well, J.J. Dillon's not there. <laughs> what when he comes back, when he makes a trim for return? Yeah, but <laughs> Wardlow's, um, Wardlow's going to be like Sid or something like that, isn't he? This is going to lead to a monster Wardlow push, and I'm all the way for it. This is, yeah, eventually we're going to get Wardlow versus MJF proper, mm. and it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, as a big fan of Wardlow already, I'm very excited. Oh, MJF's like he's the best heel in wrestling right now. I think it's the way the way he's the, the way he flipped yeah. that on a stuff. He, he just flipped that switch when he was in the, when he was in the corner crying for his life, and all of a sudden it was like, well, 
No, yeah. just you who are fucked. Um, it, it's it, it's there's a lot of comparisons between MJF and Rowdy Roddy Piper, and this was like the ultimate like just when you think you've got all the, the answers, I've changed the questions. Yeah, um, but it was, the, it was it was so it was first of all it was obviously MJF thinks he's outfoxed Jericho with the with the with the kick in the mouth, and then Jericho thinks he's outfoxed MJF by them it was like a double cross they were in on it the intercept were in on it but then obviously MJF was playing a totally different game he was playing that 4D chess mate because it wasn't even about the inner circle it was about recruiting Big the other guys exactly Big boy plays you, they were playing chess because he was playing chess M- MJF was playing Aaron Zuno <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah that was that was AEW um, they've absolutely just Change the landscape of everything, haven't they? Well, that's how that's how you do a reset. That's for a big pay per view. Like you, you, we say, we say the good thing about AEW is the pay per views always feel like season finales, and you always get like a big storyline shake up going into the next like, season, if you will. And boy, yeah. boy, howdy, have they done a, a season premiere in this episode? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, next week sounds abs. Yeah, we, we, have, to we have to mention next week on Dynamite. We're getting Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in an unsanctioned match as the main event. Yeah, so, um, prepare your bodies getting... accordingly. Also getting Jurassic Express and Bear Country against the uh, oh, against Matt baby. Hardy, the Butcher and the Blade, and that's, Private Party, which will be awesome. That's, that's so um, much horse in one ring, mate. Yeah, especially Marco. Um, you need another balance it out, otherwise the uh, otherwise <laughs> I'll be able to watch it. My alarm keep going off. I'd have to uh, I'd have to take the battery out. <laughs> um, yeah, we we also got Cody and Pentagon, and they did announce something else, didn't they? Is it the tag title match? Uh, yeah. Oh no! Um, it's uh, Kingston and Mox versus Good Brothers. Yes, that's, that's it. Yeah. I knew those tag champions in it somewhere. Um, I might probably be some major developments with this and the Young Bucks pack on Phoenix as well. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like a really good, oh, good God. Uh, show. I'm Pac's very gonna excited. Pack's gonna Pac's gonna fucking do Papa Book and he's gonna get out of the hospital and be like, oh that was that was tough, but I'm out. Then just get in the taxi and Pac will be the fucking driver. <laughs> <laughs> just murder him. Where to Papa Book? <laughs> <laughs> Where you gunning? <laughs> um, so yeah, um that was AW. Highs and lows, guys. Uh I think we I don't know if there was a low. Um, I'm gonna go high. I mean, I, I, I feel I feel like a bit of a cheat doing this because it wasn't it wasn't the best match on the card, and there was a card with really good matches on. But I'm having that women's match. Fuck it, uh, I just loved it. It was everything I wanted to see. As a high, um, my only low, and it's more of a thing about the, obviously we talk about this the, the way AW put the show together. Um, having three people interrupt a Tony Schiavone interview in one show was a touch much. Yeah. They, they do that a lot, don't they? They rely on the same kind of trope for a lot. Well, I think it's because they show. don't, they don't like, they let everyone like sort, they let everyone work their own angles organically. So, you know, obviously, it, while it makes sense for it all to happen, putting all three of them on the same show makes it feel a bit weird. Well, that's that's literally the only, yeah. the only, the only um, it's the two, the two things they do too much are interrupting. Well, in this show, they had three lots of interrupting interviews and one, two, was it two matches that had beatdowns at the end? So, yeah, well, not that. It was, yeah, it was the Thunder, it was the Thunder Rose beat down, and the Ethan Page beat down. Uh, and, and, and the Scorpio Sky beat down. So, yeah, we had three beat downs and we had three interrupted interviews all on the same show. So, maybe, you know, just work on the balance a little bit. But apart from that, I mean, that's a nitpick. But apart from that, the show was great. Uh, women's match was the best match of the night for me. Yeah. Because Makita got to do headbutts on people, and that's always my favorite thing. So, that's true. Oh. That's true. Um, I think my high was probably. See up up until the the final segment, it would have been Derby and Scorpio. Mm. That was an awesome, awesome match. Um, but my high's got to be, it's got it's got to be the formation of the new faction. That was awesome. It was the most I popped in a long time for like, something. When, when the lights went off, I was like, I was like, I was like legit racking my brain when the lights went off. Like, who the fuck could it be? Like, who who who's a heel? Like, yeah, and the the most annoying part of it is that I think. Me and you have had this conversation that MJF was going to be like the final piece of the puzzle for that faction. Yeah, and then I forgot about it. I never, I, yeah, I never put two and two together. I completely forgot, even though FTR weren't really doing anything, and Sean Spears wasn't either. And they like kind of reunited the week yeah. before. He only returned last week, so 
Yeah. Um, and my low point was probably probably just like a lot of the uh, or the issues with it. Like there was a lot of times where even though even though like we didn't get the bleed through the NBA, there was a lot of times where there was promos and you just couldn't hear it. And it's something that I criticize them a lot for, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's still and there was a bit figured. where Tony came into the ring as well and like his mic wasn't working, so Cody had to get him a different one or so yeah, a lot of lot of lot of audio issues. That's yeah, a sort of like, that's just a part of... parcel of AEW in it, so it, it is. Um I, I just there wasn't really anything else that I could pick as like the the only other thing would pr- probably be the fact that they're continuing the best friends Miro and Kip storyline. It's like, come on, come on, so let, let, let them all be free, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Aaron? Uh, my high is going to be Makio, um, because oh, love her. You fucking um, simp. My low, give me more Makio, please. <laughs> not enough Makito. <laughs> yeah. Highs, Makito, lows, not enough Makito. When Makito isn't around, all the other wrestlers should be asking, where's Makito? Exactly. (laughs) I'd like to to hope that um, while she's here, they've filmed a shit ton of stuff for her. Or the taping today, aren't they? Aren't they taping next week's today? Or like they have taped it today, or they're taping it imminently? That would. Haven't they been taping? They have been taping stuff because, like, the next couple of damage, I don't think are live. Um, so yeah. hopefully, they can get her. Yes. They get, hopefully, they can get her and Rio on a few more shows before they. If, I don't know if Rio is going back to Japan. I don't know what the situation with her is, but if, um, hopefully, they can get Maki on some more as well. Yeah, get Maki on. Keep bringing her back periodically. Every like couple of uh, weeks, bring her back over. Yes, please. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was our AEW review uh, in record time, I think, guys. Um, wow. So wow. Um, sorry, mate. so before there uh, we go, um, where can people get their beer and bearding needs fulfilled, please, Big Tasty? Uh, so if you need your bearding needs for your bearding needs, your beard taken care of, I suggest you go to thatchface.com. While you're there, you can find a wonderful range of beard oils, brushes, like sort of grooming sets, also some apparel as well, some beanies, flip-flops, t-shirts, yada yada. Um, they're a fantastic company. Um, a couple of lads from is it down but Troy's way? They, they, it's they're down so. south. They're south of us anyway. Everyone's fucking south. They're south of Aaron. I'll tell you that for a fact. Um, <laughs> and they 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 basically donate a portion of all their sales to testicular cancer charities. So it's for a really good cause. Also, you can use the code TroyXL85 to get twenty percent off when you go to your basket. So no reason not to indulge. And also, if you're after some wrestling themed beers. I would love it if you went to topropebrewing.com and popped a little order in our way. We can deliver beer straight to your door, wherever you are in the UK, mainland UK. Um, and yeah, have a little look on the website. We've got new beers launching on Monday from when you hear this. So there's some new stuff coming out. And we're going to run up to WrestleMania now. It's all go. We're going to have some WrestleMania specials coming up on the, in the run up to the big day. And you'll see a lot of us on social media. So keep an eye out there. And then you'll have all the news as it breaks. Awesome. And speaking of social media, Aaron, where can people find us? You can get us at Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, where you can get all our past live streams, past retro watch-alongs, past live watch-alongs, past gaming nights that we do on a Saturday night. We're also doing a 12-hour gaming fucking stream because charity, and we're nice guys like that, you know. Always uh, falls apart when you've got a new thing to remember, doesn't it, Reese? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get us at Discord, uh, Untitled Dress Pod, and if you use Untitled Dress Pod, the tag on Twitter and Twitch, you can get <laughs> you can get us for our bands and also Twitch for our old live streams and game nights and things. Yeah, also our charity stream. Um, if you do want to donate, it is justgiving.com forward slash forward slash UWP Gaming. Um, we've already hit our first target. Um, we want to, we want to, Brian, absolutely obliterate that. So please 
please give generously. It's if, we do, if we double our funding targets, I'll bully Alan. I'll bully Aaron into playing Sonic 06 at some point. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what was I saying then before you said that about the charity stream? Oh yeah. Um, please give generously. It's for the Leeds Hospital Charity Fund. Um, really good cause, and um, yeah, we'll hope to see you there at. Uh, Untitled Rest Pod on Twitch. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what you're going with, yeah? You, you happy with that? You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.